if you mention his nipples one time in this podcast, you instantly lose. And I'm going to talk about me, myself, and my problems here for a little while. The Rule 34 questions were last week. That's not a puzzle, it's pushing blocks. If a wave of dragons are coming to raise my town and burn my crops, that's pretty awful to me directly. But I want to hear about your other shitty character. Of course, invest in a robotic flame of flame. This is the Debate This Podcast. Welcome to Debate This, a show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this podcast, we take time out of our busy adult lives to argue over the important things, like comics, video games, and why Yennefer is the only real romance option in The Witcher. She is, and to argue otherwise is pointless, and you need to shut up and don't even at me. My name is Todd... Yeah, oh, it's always Yennefer. My name is Todd Thomas, and I'll be your moderator for today's discussion that combines the literal best of two universes, Nintendo headliners, and the Venom symbiote. I've tasked these good, good podcast boys with the challenge of deciding what character from the Nintendo universe would be the perfect match for the Venom symbiote to create the ultimate anti-hero. Giving me guidance on this fictitious casting call are Matt Clamps Cole, Andrew Hedonism Bot Henderson, and Kyle the Crushinator Harper. Friends, make my fifth grade nerd fantasies come true today and give me a little taste of what you've cooked up for today's nerd potluck. Oh, baby, you want a taste? I'm going to give you a taste, Todd. <laughs> Open your mouth, prepare your tongue, because you're about to get a taste. Oh, Listen, God. gross. <laughs> Let's not be stop. gross. I'm done. <laughs> Sega may be the house of fast runners, but Nintendo has the rights to one zoomy dude who is the fastest of them all. Nerd mentality referred to him as the only known last legitimate use of the word extreme. <laughs> He's a famed 37-year-old, which is weirdly specific, but that's what all the Wikipedias said. Bounty Hunter, he's the most accomplished racer since Dale, and with a kneecap so hard it would make Stone Cold Steve Austin blush. It's Captain Motherfucking Falcon, boys! Insert some explosions and some bullshit about why I chose him, because he's the best, and I'll tell you more later. Oh, the, the, the teaser for this episode is going to be... Just a whole day's worth of show me your moves gifts. Oh, so God. no worries. <laughs> All right. So that was uh, uh, intense and sexual. Um, That's usually so, Matt's MO. The only, the only <laughs> way Matt knows how to do it. <laughs> what I go for. <laughs> so, so Andrew, what do you have for us? Yeah, well, actually, it's, it's funny that you called me hedonism bot because I'm here today to talk about Kirby. Now, for Good. those of you who aren't familiar, uh, Kirby is pure chaos kirby is is hedonism just defined um i think a lot of people define kirby in their own way because obviously those games are like super simple and they don't really have a plot so to speak kirby just kind of goes but the whole point is he he walks and he inhales and he swallows or he spits out and that's that's basically the entire first game and then they added in and the second game, he could copy abilities, and that's and now you have an entire franchise. Um, but what I find fun about Kirby is that he is not a hero. Like he is it. He's not really a villain either. He is, like I said, just pure chaos. Um, he in the citizens of that world, there's literally an anthropomorphic broom that's just sweeping the ground, and you just swallow him up. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, he's like, he's, the, he's just the Tasmanian devil. He just, he's 
dropped on a planet and just like just fucking go. <laughs> um, the the underlying plot to Kirby's Dream World is that you're trying to save the world of I think it's Popstar from King Dedede, uh, who is like stolen a bunch of food, but Kirby just eats all the food anyway. <laughs> um, it's very silly. Um, so I, this is, this is a long, this is a long punk and pump circumstance to get to the point, which is, I think Kirby is the perfect fit for the Venom symbiote, um, because two reasons, his copy ability is already emulating a parasitic relationship. He basically has, he is already the Nintendo universe's own Venom. Um, he forces himself onto an unsuspecting foe and quote unquote learns and acquires their talents just like a parasite would. Um, his abilities and his chaotic nature add up to be the perfect analog to the Venom symbiote. It's a natural uh, evolution. Kirby's a simple creature. He's a one-track mind. He just eats and eats and eats until there's nothing left to eat. And what does the symbiote do? He just takes and takes and takes until there's nothing left to take. It is a perfect, albeit symbiotic, relationship. Shut up. Oh, you're no done. one can. You're done. No one saw you lean into the camera and, and <laughs> Jesus. Thank God this is an audio format. Is that it? Do you, anything else? Do you have, do you have any other deep Kirby lore? No, don't let him um, talk anymore yeah, about I'm not, kindergarten I'm not him After after you referenced Popstar, I knew I was done. All right, Kyle. What, so, what do you what do you bring into the table? What what did you bring to the potluck? So the Nintendo character I picked, um, actually like could feasibly encounter the Venom in symbiote as part of her daily job. Um, so I picked Samus Aran, uh, the, the space-faring bounty hunter, um, who actually just more cleans up dead planets and ships than she does actually hunting any bounty, but that's besides the point. Um, and my, my reasoning is, like, she could be, you know, exploring a dead planet, cleaning up a ship, whatever, and encounter this symbiotic black sludge or beating a space pirate that's paired itself with the black sludge. And um, similar to how she had to um, fuse with a Metroid and Metroid fusion, have this symbiote coat her suit, give her some sweet symbiotic powers in addition to her sweet spacesuit powers, and um, just have a sweet symbiotic, um bounty hunter with like this enhanced arm cannon that shoots missiles and tendrils everywhere and it's just the best that that actually sounds I'm really actually i want sweet. that game can we have I, that game i was typing this up and yeah. i was like i would play this game like can you can you can you pitch that to <laughs> nintendo <laughs> isn't that the coolest goddamn I hope, game yeah. idea nintendo please it's really good me. Please. So so let's let's go ahead and jump into this. So so for all intents and purposes, we're going to be doing some basic Venom discussion here today. And so let's talk about the origin of of the OG Venom. And so thinking back to Eddie Brock as Venom, um, Brock goes through all sorts of like weird low points in his life before the Venom symbiote uh, comes to him, you know, to feed off the pain and his anguish. Um, specifically from Spider-Man ruining his career um, as a journalist. So knowing that symbiotes feed off of negative energy, what made the Venom symbiote choose your character? Paint the picture of why it would choose specifically your character. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off, Matt? I would happily kick us off because today 
I thought to myself, who would be a great Nintendo character to pair with the Venom symbiote? And I thought, of course, Captain Fabulous. And I thought to myself, but Captain Fabulous is merely a selectable character in a racing game. He has no lore, and boy was I wrong. So I will happily paint you a picture, <laughs> and I will paint it with the buckets of paint that I have discovered on all of the fan wikis today. Because I learned a lot about Captain Falcon, including how much of a just Debbie Downer introvert he is, and that his life is full of negativity. So let me tell you more. Having your DNA stolen really takes it out of you. Much like Eddie Brock, Captain Fabulous didn't even know that there was a clone that had been made of him. Until that clone came back to kick the shit out of him, much like Carnage came back to beat the hell out of Spider-Man and eventually Venom for a couple issues and yada, yada, yada. Not important. So, <laughs> Justice Nee McGee already lives a life of complete <laughs> solitude. <laughs> I'm, I'm killing it with the nicknames today, I swear to God. I it's like good. it, it's good. Um, so, Captain Falcon resides completely alone on a string of private islands. Um, that is where his Fortress of Solitude is because he's been a bounty hunter for like the last 20 years and he does not have a lot of friends and he has a lot of enemies who are always hunting him down so he lives in his own little fortress of solitude can, on can this we just can we just talk about real quick i don't think nintendo knows what bounty hunters are yeah you yeah. know that's a really really loose term um because Great. in the entire canon of all of the f-zero games they continuously talk about how captain falcon always carries a sidearm he has shot it one yeah. time in the uh, yeah. opening <laughs> sequence of the first F-Zero game for the SNES, and that's the only time, even in Smash, that he's ever touched that sidearm. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. So um, he resides alone on this string of private islands, much like Eddie Venom, the lead singer of the worst Pearl Jam cover band ever. Uh, and his past <laughs> is... Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I was Good. proud of that. Um, okay, but, but how awesome right. would a... Pearl Jam cover band where all the all the band members are dressed in Marvel costumes be. Hell that yeah. would be incredible. They so can tour with what you're saying is that's our cosplay option for the oh, next good. convention oh, God, we yeah. all go to? I'm, we have to explain it to everyone. Like, yeah. part of me wants to say that, yeah, that'd be a great cover band, and then the other part of me would say, like, aren't you guys just Kiss? But either way... <laughs> that's a good point. So his past is shrouded in mystery. Um, that's all that all of the canon gives is his past is shrouded in mystery but his time as a bounty hunter has made him a completely hardened introvert and even when he wins races he chooses to dash back to his fortress then stay and revel in victory his whole life is solitude and aloneness because every friend he's ever had has either become an enemy That's a good point. died or he's just kind of had them written out of his canon and they no longer exist in his world. So he is alone in this world to do nothing but race cars and hunt people down. And that's kind of sad and makes you kind of a Debbie Downer and a, a good uh, a good pair for the symbiote, I think. <laughs> so it is, to anyone who's known me since, I don't know, the first Smash Brothers came out, I'm a huge Captain Falcon fan. And so I just want to go on record today Matt, you are playing with with bonus points in your corner already. However, if you mention his nipples one time in this podcast, you instantly lose. I will keep that in mind and I will stay quite erect as to not fall into that trap. Nice. 
All right. Well, uh, that, that, that was not a just use of the word erect, but you did it anyway. Um, Andrew, what do you what do you have from the Star Ooh. Warrior? Um, okay, so my head canon of Kirby because he is basically a blank canvas upon which we all paint our hopes and our dreams. My personal interpretation of Kirby is that he has no emotions. He is pure. He is unthinking, unfeeling. He just is. He exists. Um, again, going back to that original game, he just rolls in and starts swallowing people, houses, things, uh, and just starts spitting stars at trees. Like he's just mowing down everything in his path. It's horrifying. Imagine if you just saw some alien land and start swallowing up your neighbors, um, digesting them, because that's something that he does. Uh, so these these little guys, these little guys running around this planet, they've never worried or feared anything before. And now they're seeing entire villages consumed by this pink nightmare. So knowing that you are really trying to make Kirby sound way hardcore than he is. Well, I was like way um, more. Okay, in my defense, I was listening to System of the Down when I was writing this. (laughs) 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 It was a weird day. This is this is like like early on in the internet, a very popular thing was like these dark interpretations (laughs) of these innocent characters, and I feel like that's. That's the, the vibe. This is Andrew this is this is my favorite. Into. Like so and so is actually the the antagonist. I yes. this is always like my like the one I go back to is like Kirby is the villain. Um, so like if you imagine again playing in my horrifying mind space for just a second, I think the symbiote would have been drawn to that like collective horror <laughs> of just all, of this, all of these people being digested left and right, and then the symbiote immediately saw that power. Right, it was raw power, untethered by emotions or by responsibility to literally anything existential. I think you still just <laughs> end up with like raw, like unaimed goo. Then, but now it's just got like a swirl of pink in it because it's yeah. Kirby. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you still just like have no. It's focus. like looking into like one of those marbles that look like the galaxy, where it is. It is all colors and no colors. <laughs> I like I have this mental image of the Venom symbiote just kind of like slinking its way up to Kirby in the middle of Dreamland yeah. and Kirby doing the up taunt from Super Smash Brothers where he's like <laughs> <laughs> and the symbiote just being like you know I think I'm okay and going back the other direction but like imagine imagine him going hi with like tendrils and like all this like black sludge everywhere <laughs> see when all this description is coming from like you Andrew about Kirby all I'm stuck with is just like a very stone face not literally stone face because he can do that but a stone face <laughs> nice. like non-expressive Kirby who's just yes. like with who has dead no, eyes that's, that is that is Kirby just... he does not have emotions he is an empty canvas he is literally he is he's a homunculus he is one thing he, he eats this is where, like, the third episode or so where you've, like, interpreted this belo- some beloved character as, like, an eldritch <laughs> horror from, like, the dawn of time that we can't comprehend. And I I think, do you need to talk to somebody? Okay. Like, yeah, we're, we keep coming right, back this to this. This might be more of a stretch, but in my defense, every RPG is about the same, the same uh, horrifying, like, demon god that you, have to, that you have to beat with the power of friendship. <laughs> so that's not on me. That's on Square Enix. 
Okay. Well, so you you've got you've got Kirby who is drawing power or drawing the attention of the symbiote because he is the hunger. Um, I'm sticking with it. So 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 Kyle, what makes what makes Samus a good option? So Samus Aran spends her time getting attacked by aliens, fighting these giant monsters, getting caught in traps, and just generally like crawling through muck and ruins and and decrepit spaceships and just is generally in a negative situation all the time um she she was mortally wounded and had to be bonded with her mortal enemies the metroids to survive she had a dark matter clone of herself try and hunt her down and absorb her so she's got plenty of negativity for the symbiote to attach to and draw power from um similar to all of your tragic heroes <laughs> but the one thing that samus has that those other tragic heroes don't is an awesome sweet sweet arm cannon i i just have to laugh because like using the phrase the descriptor tragic heroes captain falcon all right i get that What's tragic about Captain Falcon? He like Matt just took a whole spiel detailing about how he's a bounty hunter and he's like he lives on an island by himself. And have you lived the life of an F Zero racer, Andrew? It's a lonely uh, life. It <laughs> sounds like a fucking party. I I can tell you so much about the deep lore of Captain Falcon. If that's a hole you really want to drive down, I just don't nope, think that nope, it is. Nope, what I'm no no what I'm getting turn at around. is when is when you say tragic heroes. And you're referring to Kirby. It doesn't. Oh, I didn't call him a tragic no, no. hero at all. Kyle did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did I? I. You said you said something about what separates Samus from all the other tragic heroes. You did say that. I think like, he was. Yeah. I was Kirby. speaking generally, not about <laughs> Kirby. It's, it's more me making fun of Andrew than you, Kyle. Okay. That's the point I'm getting at. Well, as long as we're as long as we're making fun of Andrew, that's fine. As long as we're all aligned. So, okay, so let's, let's, let's go a step further then. So my understanding of the, the comic origins of Eddie Brock as Venom is that when he got the Venom symbiote from Spider-Man, he gained some of Spider-Man-esque power. So he gained web slinging, he gained wall climbing, super strength, or at least that's what I was led to believe from the 90s cartoons. Please, so, please get online and let us know how wrong Todd is. <laughs> if you could tweet me on specific, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Specific episodes is, is best. Um, so, so my question for you now is the step further. If we follow that same line of thinking, who had the symbiote before you? And what powers did your character take from them to make you an even more menacing force to be reckoned with. And I'll, I'll even go a step further. Bonus points. If you can describe how cool that made the outfit look when you got it, because when Venom got the outfit, got the symbiote from Spider-Man, it got a big spider on the front. So who had it before you? What powers did you get? And then does it look super badass now because of that? God, I can't wait to hear what character Matt makes up. Okay. <laughs> so lucky for you, I'm not making anything up. Please don't say it's Samurai Goro. I don't want to talk about Samurai Goro. Oh, God, Goro no, it's today. not Samurai Goro. No, I'm actually, I'm going out of the Nintendo sphere. I'm going to combine oh, there one go. of Todd's favorite things of Captain Falcon 
with one mm-hmm. of my favorite things. Because, see, Captain Falcon, Ugh. he Falcon punched the symbiote right out of a guy named Robbie Reyes. Who's Robbie Reyes, you might ask? <laughs> he is none I... other than the current Ghost Rider. Yep. Yeah, there he yeah. is. Uh-huh. Yep, I found <laughs> another way to work. But he's not the Ghost Rider that was played by Nick Cage, so he doesn't matter. Exactly, right? Um, <laughs> I found another way to work the Ghost Rider into this podcast. You're welcome. Um, so, it, in all actuality, in Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider number five, the Rider and the symbiote become one thing, which is really kick-ass. Like, it's really cool to see the Ghost Rider, but with, like, black on his skull and more fire and black tentacles flying down the street on a Camaro because Robbie Reyes has a car and not a motorcycle, but that's neither here nor there. So, um, something, 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 a cocky street racer challenges the best racer in the entire galaxy, loses drastically because, you know, Captain Falcon, um, who actually outraced the creators of planet Earth, which I learned today. That's canon in F-Zero GX, and I just wanted to put that out there. Um, So now you have the Venom symbiote, who's just come from the actual spawn of Hellfire, with control over fire, and the ability to control supernatural vehicles, fusing with the dude who punches birds of fire into people, now has a fiery blue Falcon racing ship with some leftover devil in it, and has taken the, like, blue and gold leather spandex suit and turned that into, like, a black and blue flaming motorcycle spandex suit in a spaceship, which is infinitely badass That's like just nice. so cool captain falcon but like with blood falcon shoulder spikes but with more spikes and a zip up leather jacket instead of the like neck ascot it's you can't ask for more i mean like there are oh, see you lost me when you took out the neck ascot ah. i need that ascot or, <laughs> or i'm out give, give me that ascot that's all i got that's i i can't get better than that that's it yeah um <laughs> I I didn't want to like what you were going to do there um, when you told me what you were going to do. And I kind of liked it in the end. So mm-hmm. that's so. OK, so, Andrew, how do you beat a venom powered ghost machine? So I kind of took this in a little different direction. Um, Good. As I want to do. Uh, so I like to I was actually considering this more of like an origin story. So um I think if if Kirby is Eddie Brock, then his Peter Parker is King Dedede. Good. And here's why. Good hero so, of the story. Hero of the story. So, Andrew, you've, you're, no, wait, you're, this you're, is more. You're swimming out too deep. This is, <laughs> no, this is, you're going to drown out. No, no, no. I took you, the test. I'm, I'm wearing no. floaties. I'm good. Listen, follow. Uh, yeah, just go follow ahead, along just with go. me. So Dedede at first is, is presumably the villain in this relationship. But it is absolutely part of the story that he is an antihero. And he is, he is in, in some would say, the hero. Uh, he is actually a very competent monarch. That's right. So Kirby's dreamland happened. The whole run-up is you eat food and then you wrestle with King DDD at the end. Um, Kirby's Adventure is the second game. Um, actually, it expounds upon that. So that's the game that Kirby can like copy abilities and all that. So it has Kirby run around to collect the pieces of the star rod. But you don't really know why you're doing it. And at the end, you have to um, fight King Dedede to get the last piece to uh, 
put comp- uh, compiled the star rod together. But it's revealed that DDD had per- uh, purposefully hid hid it to protect the land from an actual world devouring nightmare called nightmare. So DDD was in RE our MacGuffins episode was trying to be the solid bro and snap the star rod into pieces and hide them in the four corners of the galaxy so that no fucking assholes would collect them together and, and summon this, this actual eldritch monstrosity. DDD is not perfect. DDD embodies envy. In everything he does, he wants more food, more power, more wealth. Even and, and this is I think we can explain Kirby's abilities because when you play the games, they have the exact same abilities, right? They can both fly, they can both inhale. So I like to think that DDD was able to do this first, but his powers are inferior to Kirby's. So DDD was the first one to have the symbiote, and then the symbiote uh, sensing DDD's you know like insecurities and his uh, his desires and his nature toward uh, toward envy. Um, looked at Kirby as this blank canvas upon which he could it could you know take over, um, and then jumped over to Kirby. So now Kirby has all the same powers, but can do more because he has the power of the symbiote. I would like to point out that <laughs> when Kirby gets the symbiote from King Dedede, mm-hmm. he gains absolutely nothing um, because King Dedede was like just said. Kirby, but not as good. But fat Correct. with a hammer. And but I don't think the symbiote comes with the hammer. What if? Let's play let's play a little what if time, right? What if okay. Kirby's this whole podcast copy- is what if? It's nothing but what if. <laughs> this is exclusively what if. Won't you play Henderson's <laughs> game, Todd? <laughs> Just the one hypothetical you'll Won't ever you hear. go on this journey with him? So what if Kirby's ability to copy, because it's not there in the first game. What if Kirby's ability to copy was acquired when he formed a connection with the symbiote after the end of Kirby's Dreamland? Boom! And that's a game theory, my friends. Are we allowed to say no to the what if? I think that we can. Yeah. Todd rejects your what if. Yes, because what if not? It was, it was still pretty metal, though. Um, though you didn't tell me what his outfit looks like, and so I'm... Uh, he's, he's all gonna, black and goopy. It's, oh, just, okay, it's just the Game & Watch oh, good, skin from Super Smash Bros. Yeah. Good. That's a Pokemon I know. Um, <laughs> all right. Kyle, what, what, what do you got? Where's, where's so, this coming from? So, Todd, I want to let you know, because you've probably looked at the notes, I wrote out this whole thing <laughs> on Space Pirates and decided, like, while Matt was talking, that that wasn't cool enough, and I've got a much better example because there is a character with history of going to extreme measures to try and beat Samus, including replacing half its body with, tech- with mechanical parts and technology. So in this, this new iteration, uh, Samus is going to fight Symbiote Ridley. Oh, yes. um, oh, Ridley the dragon. Oh, oh God, I thought symbiote. I was badass, but Symbiote Ridley is kind of fucking oh. cool, man. Oh, oh right? Metal. Buckle up. Um, so Samus is going to fight to the death with Symbiote Ridley. This is going to be a hard battle. Um, you only win by finding out the Symbiote's weakness of fire and sound, playing with the environment to get it off Ridley, and then, then you have to fight Symbioteless Rid- Ridley whatever um you do all that you jump into the power-ups you collect after you beat every samus villain 
um, to try and gain their power. Samus bonds with the symbiote and gets wings and a prehensile tail added to her suit in addition to sweet, better jumps, climbing abilities, and this, like, shape, this formless, stretchy tail that can be used to grapple enemies, throw things around, just whip it around like, like a tail, I guess, but... <laughs> Um, and then wings. So Samus has these nice giant Jesus. black bat wings now, um, can fly around the stage with an arm cannon enhanced by the symbiote that does God knows what, because I can't think of anything. I can't think of how it would enhance it, but I know it does, and it's awesome. Okay, so um, I might have been listening to System of Down, but Kyle was definitely listening to Evanescence while he was writing this. <laughs> um, so that is my that is my origin story for Symbiote Samus and how how she ended up with the ability to fly and a tail now. Now I think I think there's Ridley. one flaw in your plan, Kyle. W- what happens? You you've effectively destroyed the franchise because now there's no way for Samus to lose all her abilities <laughs> so that we can do a new game. Um every every Metroid game after after um, Venom Samus is a prequel because <laughs> Venom Samus <laughs> collects all bounties, kills all space pirates, and uh, restores all civilizations because holy shit. I, I think this is just your pitch. Like, this is your pitch tape. <laughs> just pr- cut and print this and mail it out to Nintendo HQ. I yeah, think, you have a I game think you're right. here. I think right? that it might just be like a reskinned Bayonetta. That might be a little bit less sexy, but definitely a game. Well, I didn't. My intention was not to get to this point, but I'm here now wondering what will it take for Disney to buy Nintendo to get all these franchises together? Because matching the Venom symbiote with anything makes it infinitely more metal. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to really rain on your parade here, Todd, and let you know that. Nintendo, in fact, made its movie deal with Illumination, the studio that brought Mm. us Minions. So you can can take that and vomit in your toilet later. Well, that's... My my superhero boner is gone. (laughs) 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 All right. So moving away from that as quickly as we can. um, So... You've now gotten the, the, your, your symbiote through this neat cinematic, uh, you know, exchange of whatever happened. Cool. Slaying um, a giant symbiotic <laughs> dragon. Yeah, yeah. In, a, defeating, in an abandoned space. Defeating ghost, defeating ghost yeah. rider. Falcon um, punching the symbiote out of the chest of a skeleton on fire. Yeah. You know, yeah. beating someone who has slightly better skills than you. Eating cake. <laughs> so, so, looking at Venom, so Venom has evolved up to a hero as Agent Venom, um, you know, coming from an anti hero. But initially, he started as a villain. So, you and your new your power, what is the first thing you do with this new power? You're full of revenge, uh, mysterious dark powers. You know, you've got this badass suit. Um, where do you go? Who are you after? What's the, the revenge you're seeking? And what will satisfy your hunger? Well, if Andrew was listening to System of a Down and Kyle was listening to Evanescence, I most certainly was listening to Pantera 
and <laughs> vulgar display of power. Because I'm going to walk right over it, and I'm going to falcon punch the shit out of that moveset stealing whore Ganondorf. <laughs> Good justice. <laughs> I think Matt's, you Matt's know, secret is that he's always listening to Pantera. <laughs> I actually really don't even care for Pantera that much, if we're being honest. But yeah, honestly, like, Captain Falcon, in all of his games, just wins. Like, that's what I learned today. It's like, Captain Falcon... <laughs> Doesn't really have a lot of losses. He beat the like he beat the big bad villain, and then the guys who created the big bad villains, who were basically three celestial gods, were like, "You must race us now," because much like uh, Speed Racer, everything is settled through road races. And I Cap was just gonna say <laughs> Speed Racer too. That is some that is some anime bullshit, right? And then Captain God, Falcon beat them too, like no problem. So I, I was like. like I don't know that Captain Falcon really needs revenge on anybody. And I was like, oh, but, but Ganondorf. Ganondorf <laughs> stole all of his moves. And as far as Smash goes, I like Ganondorf better because I'm not good with fast zippy guys. I'm good with big fat guys that are hard to kill. So I like Ganondorf a lot. And I think that Captain Falcon probably doesn't like Ganondorf because he stole all of his moves. And yeah, that's that's where we're at. That's that's what we're going for. I think I think what really works with that answer too is like half of the games Captain Falcon appears in now are Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, <games>. basically. <laughs> well, and and half of his dialogue is him yelling, "Show me your moves." Exactly. <laughs> half? Most most ninety percent more more like. Like I I learned today that Captain Falcon was actually supposed to be the flagship character of the SNES. Like, he was supposed to be oh, really? the main character of the SNES, and then it, after some workshopping, he isn't even the main character of F-Zero. He became no. the de facto <laughs> character of F-Zero, wasn't even important until game two, was yeah. left out of games three and four, was only kind of in the anime, because did you know there was an F-Zero anime? I, I know, but I want to watch it right I now. Owned, <laughs> I owned an episode of the F-Zero anime on whatever oh what was it called it was however you watch they put tv shows on game boy advance cartridges oh and i own yeah. an episode of the f-zero anime That's amazing on that um but go on yeah so that's uh, captain falcon needs no revenge captain falcon does nothing but win what do you give a guy who has everything you destroy the other guy who has everything and that's All what venomized captain falcon win, is gonna win. do no matter, no matter what. what. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. And now we've and now we've been flagged for copyright. <laughs> All right. So uh, so we've got Matt with Captain Falcon, who's literally taking a victory lap. Um, Andrew, what is what is Kirby doing on his with his new powers right. and his blood and his blood bloodthirst hunger? <laughs> well, as I mentioned before, Kirby cannot be manipulated by desires because he has none. He has no goal. He has no prime directive. He just he just lives. He just lives in the moment. The only thing Kirby wants is to consume. And that's exactly what he he's going to do. With the symbiote, he will consume everything. Jesus. <laughs> to, to sum up my argument, unfortunately, this is an audio format. So um, everyone except for your present company can see this. Um, in the group chat, I have posted a picture of Majora's Mask. It's one of the last scenes when you when you lose at Majora's Mask when the the horrifying faced moon says, "I I shall consume, consume ellipses, consume everything." 
And that's kind of the general vibe here. Like I said, Kirby's a fun guy. He's just well, out. He's we, just out for a good time. You right? just what? argued that Kirby is an emotionalist <laughs> you, ball of bubblegum. You can't you spent now the last say forty minutes arguing the exact um, opposite. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, so one one thing for, that for everyone also keeping score at home, Andrew has also said, unfortunately, this is an audio format. Unfortunately, <laughs> this is an audio format <laughs> in this episode. So I think he just has a problem with continuity. Um, I'll I'll leave you with this on. idea. So in one of the newer Kirby games, the one for the Wii, the Wii, yes. Um, he has like a like a super suck ability where he literally just like you just press the button and everything on screen goes into his fat fucking face. And it's amazing. <laughs> and that to me is is what symbiote plus Kirby equals. Nintendo expanded the super suck ability to the entire Wii U console when they launched Ooh. that. <laughs> That's and a, it did That's, in fact super suck. Kyle, you just you just you just ruined your pitch, buddy. <laughs> we, this this tape is tainted. We can we can edit it out in post. So so It'll be fine. A- Andrew has introduced his super suck. Um, <laughs> Not taking it. Kyle, back. what is this? What is this winged, devil-tailed, arm-cannoned, flying bat of hell doing with its new powers of destruction and and desire? Well, especially when you put it that way, Todd. Whatever the hell she wants, um, <laughs> she's gonna go. She's gonna go hunt down Mother Brain one more time because why not? She's gonna. <laughs> she's gonna just kill all the space pirates and rid the galaxy of crime because why not? Um, she's got dragon wings, a symbiotic relationship with a power enhancing alien, and an arm cannon. She's gonna be. She's gonna do anything i like to i like to picture her as that scene in archer where he's just like rampage <laughs> she is gonna go full rampage to tales of an en- rampagement <laughs> and on the whole galaxy my my favorite thing that you just said is that you said she's gonna go go stick it to mother brain one more time and like i know mother brain is this like big brain in a jar but like i imagine her like in her house, like retired, <laughs> she's not bothering anyone anymore. And there's like a just knock like at the door. The door open. <laughs> DMX starts playing in the background while Samus just wails on this like helpless brain in a jar. That's exactly the scene. Like I want little you to smaller brains that her children come hopping into the room. <laughs> yes. Well, good. So, so now we're going to get into our super secret bonus question. And so I'm going to give you a little setup here. So one of the most famous pieces of lore attached to Venom is when Eddie Brock ended up in a prison cell with Cletus Cassidy, a psychotic murderer who uh, was serving 11 life sentences. So, yeah. So when Eddie managed to, to rebond with the Venom symbiote, it left behind a symbiote spawn that bonded with Cassidy and thus created carnage. So all of that said, my question for you is in this weird Nintendo Marvel crossover. Who is the Cletus Cassidy of your headcanon from the Nintendo universe? Uh, that bonds with Carnage. So, and this doesn't have to be just from your specific franchise. Like, it doesn't have to be an F Zero Racer because who can name anyone who's not the Black Knight? Samurai or Goro. Samurai Goro was Samurai the next Goro. one I was going to say. Thanks. So, <laughs> gotcha. 
Matt so, Matt has such a high advantage on this question because he gets to go first, and if he if he picks the answer I want to give, so if he if he picks the answer I I want him to give it's there's one winning answer, but oh god, uh, who is who is the Cletus Cassidy of your headcanon from the Nintendo universe that bonds with Carnage? Who did your character share a cell with and just release upon the Mushroom Kingdom? With a bloodthirsty murder rage of Carnage. You gave me Venom. Now who is Carnage? Hey guys, who's going to say it first? So uh, we'll start with Matt. Do we we just want to unthree? Just all say it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Todd, count us down. Three, two, one... Waluigi. Waluigi. Oh, it's totally yeah, Waluigi. It's Waluigi. Waluigi. <laughs> Wait, can we can we spend the next like minute talking about why it's Waluigi? Because I also wanted it to be Waluigi. It's the only answer. <laughs> yeah. It's the only answer. Yeah. Of course, it's the only answer. Because well, because like, if if the Nintendo universe had a serial killer, it would obviously be Waluigi. <laughs> it's totally Waluigi. Yeah. The character created only for multiplayer games has no past of his <laughs> no. own. It's just this like. This devoid, like, blank slate evil character yeah. because Wario needed a counterpart. <laughs> yeah. game, Waluigi, so you could Waluigi is the Stratton Strangler. He's Toby. <laughs> much like, much like Cletus Cassidy, like, we've never been told why Waluigi is a bad guy. We right. just know he's a bad guy. It's only Waluigi. So d- do we now give answers that aren't Waluigi, or yeah, do we I just think, accept that I think that you it's still got to give me an answer that's not Waluigi, because, like, you've all three given really good arguments for all three of these characters, and I need help deciding. So I think we genuinely need to know, since it's obviously Waluigi, when it's not Waluigi, who is Carnage? <laughs> so I, I have... I have two answers, and I'm not sure which one is stronger, so I'm just going to give them both. Um, because there's, like, Carnage, and then there are, like, eight other symbiotes that I don't remember the names of, but they're all kind of metal and beat up on things a lot. So, um, I think that the first obvious answer that isn't Waluigi is Blood Falcon, which is Ooh. Captain Falcon's, like, arch enemy and DNA clone that the bad guys created when they stole Captain Falcon's DNA doesn't really go into how they stole his DNA, <laughs> but they did. And they created Blood Falcon, which is just Captain Falcon in purple, not blue, with spikier shoulder pads and a slightly different voice actor, but it sounds pretty much the same. Um, so if you're, if you're talking about someone who is nothing but rage and envy for the parent symbiote, I think that the obvious answer is Blood Falcon because Rage and created as nothing more than like the backup Captain Falcon. Because that's what always happens when you create a clone. They become sentient. They realize that they were just a knockoff of something else. They get pissed at their creator and at that something else, try to kill them both. And then somebody ends up killing them and they fade into oblivion like all good clones do. So answer one is Blood Falcon. Answer two, significantly more off the cuff, but from my favorite Super Smash Brothers game, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, in Captain Falcon's entrance sequence in the um the storyline. Sub- yeah, sub- in Subspace emissary. emissary, he slides in with a Falcon kick and kills like 18 Pikmin. And everybody's like, why'd you kill the Pikmin? And so I think it might be Olimar. Like, I think Olimar might be his carnage. 
<laughs> I uh, I like that headcanon. That's yeah. <laughs> so, I'll, and I'll just let that fester. It's, I have it's nothing way else better to say than about. Andrew's Kirby headcanon. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of Kirby headcanon, um, so I'm going to stick with the Kirby universe because it is a tangled web. Um, one of so one of my personal favorite villains. So, if you've ever played Kirby Superstar, which is the best one. Um, at the end of the oh no, that's a lie. Crystal shards is the best one. No, superstar, you're no, wrong. Get that's out. That's not an opinion. Don't that's at the me. Best one. <laughs> like this is not an argument. Um, We're just gonna tweet at our own account now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so so uh, superstar is the best one, and at the end of superstar is Milky Way dreams. Milky Way dreams. Yeah. Um. And it the so the the bad guy at the end of that his name is Marks. And he is described as a, quote, psychopathic jester bent on ruling the planet Popstar by any means necessary. Um, so I feel like he's a pretty good analog for um, Cletus Cassidy uh, being a psychopath, being like that idea of absolute chaotic evil, um, just hell bent on, on absolute destruction by, at, at all costs. I think that's actually a really good answer. Hey, thanks. That's- that's something that actually I think works. I mean, not I, it, a good answer in this podcast. <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm so I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm still getting the phrase step on the gas out of my head <laughs> <laughs> weeks later. And so that has kind of been my like forever benchmark of Andrew's answers. Marketability, so, my friend. Yeah, that's so this is a this is a good, good answer. So, um, yeah, that's 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 a solid choice. All right, Kyle, where, so where do we go from turn? here? Okay, so um, I'm, I'm looking at the, the Super Smash Bros. roster, um, uh, trying to compare some characters to Cletus Cassidy. Um, Cletus Cassidy, you know, psychopath, sociopath, killed 11 people. It's gonna, he's got those, like, real dead shark eyes, real uncaring gaze. Um, straight up stone cold killer and um it it really led me to one other nintendo character besides waluigi um (laughs) and i i don't think there's any a good answer besides the villager from animal crossing (laughs) (laughs) Um, stone, stone cold yep killer just just mowing people down. Um, it's the only choice for Carnage in this universe is the villager from Animal Crossing. He'll he'll bury you Mike in his drop. spacious basement. <laughs> yes. Oh Jesus. Well, so so let's let's put a bow on this. Um, so let's one more time around. Give me your closing statement as to specifically why your Nintendo character is the perfect match for the Venom symbiote. So. Captain Falcon is the perfect match for the Venom symbiote, but I'm not going to lie. We have heard two other good arguments today for people who are to match the Venom symbiote. So instead of just yelling at you as to why Captain Falcon is the best, I'd also like to point out why Kirby and Samus aren't. So to start with Kirby, um, he is mostly a fluffy ball of happy. Like there is no denying (laughs) that Kirby is is a fluffy ball of now. (laughs) (laughs) i you you, like you just can't you can't tell me that the venom symbiote who feeds off anger and sorrow and rage and pain 
will ever, ever want to bond with a human trampoline that no matter how much you punch him, it just doesn't hurt him. He just like kind of bounces and then maybe flies away on a warp star. And a human back. trampoline whose stomach is quite literally a sec, a pocket dimension of rage, anger, hate, sorrow, and fear. No, see, you can't, you can't do that. Like, yes, the the concept of Kirby is absolutely horrifying. I'm not gonna lie to you. Something that can eat yeah. anything. Like, I watched that death battle. He bested Majin Buu, and that was crazy to watch. But you you can't tell me that Kirby is anything other than joyous and happy. It's just not. It's not canonical that there's joyous any and happy and vanquishing his foes. Matt, you are yelling. <laughs> you are upset. <laughs> Okay, so moving on, Samus Aran. Samus Aran, an incredibly impressive bounty hunter, an incredibly impressive fighter, an incredibly impressive lot of things hidden mostly under a suit of armor. And the coolest thing about Eddie Brock and the Venom symbiote is that there's nothing underneath of Venom. Eddie Brock's powers all come from the Venom symbiote. And so I think it's safe to say that the Venom symbiote would reject any sort of extra armor. If it did take on that extra armor, I think that it would warp it so far away from its original intended purpose that it would be That it would more give than... the wearer dragon wings and an awesome <laughs> prehensile tail. And I would also like to say that, yeah, a Venomized arm cannon is really cool, except for the fact that the arm cannon shoots energy balls, and it hasn't been shown anywhere that the Venom symbiote has any ability to change anything that isn't physical. So it can change Spider-Man's webs into, like, venomized webs and such, but it can't take over blasters and then shoot venomized blaster energy. And so I think you're going to end up with a really cool-looking gun that still just shoots energy balls. So what I'm saying is, yes, Kirby and Samus... Great pairs for the Venom symbiote. However, Captain Falcon, the best pair for the Venom symbiote because of all of those things I just said, all of those things I said earlier, and the fact that Captain Falcon in a venomized leather jacket biker suit with his crazy-ass blue falcon also now venomized, still just winning in every game you put him in, is literally the coolest thing in video game history. I rest my case. I think, Andrew, you need to go before Matt has how, a stroke. How how can I follow it's the best because Matt says so? <laughs> that is just a foolproof argument. Okay, we listen, we've heard a lot today. We've heard a lot of really interesting treatments. We've I feel heard like you're some like sitting, fun... you're, No, wait. I feel like you're trying to get me to sit down on the couch. You're like, no, no, come here. Come, no, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get Matt to sit down. He's frothing. <laughs> we, we've, we've heard a lot of interesting treatments. We've heard some pilots. We've heard a really fucking sweet video game idea, but the question is, which is the perfect match for the symbiote? And the perfect match is Kirby. Kirby is emulates. Kirby is the symbiote. He emulates the powers. He emulates everything the symbiote is trying to get, which is unmatched power. He is the perfect host because Kirby has nothing to lose. He has no loved ones to protect. He has no home to defend. No enemies to conquer. He's not going to get all sad about Mary Jane or, you know, sad about Uncle Ben or sad about other family members. I don't know a lot about that universe. (laughs) (laughs) He is is an empty vehicle. With Kirby, 
the symbiote gains access to all of the powers. Kirby can acquire any power, which means symbiote can acquire any power. And with symbiote, Kirby has limitless potential to literally consume everything. Well, Hi. shit. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Um, so I, I've already, I've said it all. Um, I, and you guys have even said it like there's a game here. There's a game of Samus finding the Venom symbiote, pairing up with it and, and wrecking the world. Um, and and in my version, you also get uh, symbiote Ridley, which is even better because then it's a, you get a symbiote dragon beaten by Samus to gain symbiote dragon powers. And how is that not the coolest thing in the world? Um, and as far as like your argument that I don't know how the symbiote would bond with a robotic suit. Give a lot of air quotes there, Kyle. A lot of air quotes. That's that's all I see when Matt talks. Matt Matt just talks with air quotes to me, and and I can't help it. I would Um, be really mad at you if I did not often talk with air quotes. (laughs) Um, And I just want to let you know, there is some precedent um, that a Venom symbiote has bonded with Iron Man in the comics. Um, and, and it's, I just found the picture. I'm going to put it in the, the group because it's really freaking cool. And, and your argument, I just took all the wind out of your argument because it happened already and it made a cooler Iron Man. And that's all I'm proposing here, except Iron Man doesn't have a sweet arm cannon. No, Iron Man has two sweet arm cannons. You're Iron still Man wrong there. shoots beams out of his hands. I- Okay, Thomas I'm has sorry, he has two sweet hand cannons. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I've I oh, that is that is pretty sweet. Um that's huh. that's way sweeter than the normal photos that get put into the shared doc. I'll tell you that. That is true. Uh, um yep. so so you all have given me a lot of thoughts. So I need to take all of these thoughts and put them into the debate this brand sausage maker and grind them up into a, a sausage of a choice. So you just said sausage a lot. It's true. Okay, I tried the sports metaphors before and it didn't work well. Um, so because <laughs> you did four of so them, so you went into sausage <laughs> metaphors. It's, it's, that's all I got up here. It's it's sports and sausage. That's that's me in 2018. So while while I while I put this liquid meat in these casings, what I need you guys to do is go ahead and give each other some good vibes. Some of them good good vibes. Somewhere in the last 15 seconds, we found our opening sound. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, gosh. Okay, so like I said earlier, I mean, this is... These were three really good answers to a really good question. And for four guys who often come up with really bullshit answers to really bullshit questions, I feel almost out of my element. Like, this was just really good, and I... I still firmly believe that Kirby is nothing but happiness, but at the same time, your description of a venomized Kirby is pretty cool. And I, cause like now all I really think of is Kirby and he looks like normal Kirby except with black. And then like a waddle finds Kirby and is like, Kirby, 
What's up? And Kirby <laughs> opens his mouth and he has venom teeth and tongue. <laughs> like, yeah. um, oh my god, can you imagine that tongue coming out of Kirby? It would just be uh, a tongue. <laughs> he would be 35% tongue. So, yeah, there's that. And then, yeah, I mean, Samus is a good one for sure. Um, I would I would like to reaffirm that even though it took on Iron Man's armor, <laughs> Iron Man's energy beams did not change. They are the same. They're blue. That's they're, they're always yellow. blue. Yes. They're always blue. Depending on the suit. So, but Semantics. I mean, like, I'm I'm picking it like really loose first <laughs> right now because Samus as a Venom symbiote, like we said, it would make a kick-ass video game, and I'd be super in. I think that's the end of the vibes. Yeah, I I want so bad for that to be Metroid Fusion, like like. Being able to do to be Samus and to do that thing in Bloodborne where you like they he re, you reach your arm out and like tentacles come out of your arm and like the one the, the one I I left out when I like changed to mech, to um, symbiote Ridley was I had a nice description of the the like chain shot turning into a like a venomized chain shot that like drains yeah. life from people oh my god so like That's... that is the pairing I want to keep That's so still great. is like this venomized like energy tendril that you grapple people in and just like suck the life out of them and yeah then you, then you continue on your bounty hunting um yeah that was that was fantastic and um the the image of of Samus with black wings <laughs> just like <laughs> raining down plasma hellfire oh it's very good um matt as soon as you said you're doing captain falcon i was pumped and you did not disappoint yeah. I'm, I'm so into that. Um, I love F-Zero lore because it is quite possibly the silliest stuff that Nintendo <laughs> oh, yeah. has ever done. It's so weird. It's, it's so, so weird. weird. It's so weird and so great. Ugh, just, mm. um, yeah, a- excellent, excellent. Um, I mean, you guys, you guys said it. Like, Matt, your description of a ghost rider symbiotic blue falcon spaceship is was the coolest thing that you could have said and it works like i can i can envision like mm. this vena this venomized captain falcon in a biker jacket with flames shooting out of his like he's ready to falcon punch at a moment's notice flying this ghostly spaceship and it's awesome like it's just yep the most comic books thing I can think of, and it's incredible. And um, Andrew, when you told us yesterday that you were doing Kirby, I like I knew I was in trouble because I hadn't <laughs> thought of a. I haven't like as soon as you said it, I thought of all of the implications of a mm-hmm. of a symbiotic Kirby, and I hadn't thought of anything nearly as cool as that at that point. Um, so your decision to choose Kirby made me step up my game and and that that's the highest praise i can give because that's such nice. a good answer because they're like so close already um that like a a symbiotic kirby would as like would be the destroyer of worlds like it would yeah. just like it would nintendo's uh, own galactus exactly like that's what it would be mm-hmm. and it's awesome so I have thoroughly cased the the 
the meat. Stop it. <laughs> and I've got a, I got a nice hot. You see where you're going? A, a nice Can we never hot. say meat flurry again, please? <laughs> I've got a nice hot decision schnitzel for you. Uh, and is this, are these working? Are these good? No. <laughs> okay. no. Um, They're good in how bad they are. Yeah. So, okay. So when we get to the decision point, usually it's like, all right, who gave the least like bad like answer? And holy shit. Like these were all really, really good. Um, and it's like genuinely a hard decision to make. And so um, I'm going to try and work through this painlessly because any idea that I shoot down is, is, a, is hard to say. So unfortunately, Kyle, we're not getting a demon winged Samus today. Um, I'm so disappointed. It is so so good it's I'm so, so good. so disappointed it's so good and i i wish i could tell you that it's gonna work out but it's it's just that wasn't where the choice is going to be today and i don't even have good, good reasons why the other two don't win it's just the the winner was just really good and the others were just real good so <laughs> that l will get you yeah I, yeah <laughs> I, I i feel bad making this decision so you should that's why he's that's why he's procrastinating so much so and unfortunately matt it's not going to be captain falcon today either and it it pains me to say that because you didn't even bring up his nipples and you could have there are so many opportunities for you to bring up his 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 symbiote nipples um i have to give it i have to give it almost reluctantly to andrew for for his his recanonization of turning Kirby into the id of like the id, the <laughs> ego, and the super ego, like Kirby being a being that just exists to consume, and yep. and then you give it the Venom symbiote, and it just fuck. It is Kirby, um, destroyer of worlds. Kirby is literally the destroyer of worlds, and I that was a hard. I feel dirty. I feel you dirty should. from you all really of my should. all of my yeah, decision making sausage juice on my hands. Is it, no. is it good now? Is yeah. it? It's, nope. It's not good. No. Okay. It's actually worse. It's definitely no, worse. Mm-hmm. So you're going um, the wrong direction. Yeah. So <laughs> less less sausage metaphors. <laughs> more, le, did you say more? Way, way more. <laughs> all, all, all in on sausage metaphors in the next episode. All right. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and say thanks for listening to debate this. Follow along with the argument on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at debate this cast, and let us know what you think. I'm Todd Thomas. I'm Matt. It's Sony, so this podcast might be better than the Venom movie. Cole. Oh. <laughs> I'm Andrew Summer Sausage Henderson. <laughs> And I'm Kyle. Please let's stop talking about meat casings <laughs> hardware. Saying, thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, then you can come fight us behind the swing sex, nerds. Can you say swing sets? Swing, one can, more you time? Say, <laughs> can you please say swing sets? I have to record it again. I can't. I, I literally looked at the thing and I'm like, don't say swing sex. Don't say swing sex. <laughs> swing sets. Okay. Don't say doing your I'm gonna, wife. Don't say doing your <laughs> wife. Doing your, doing your I'm gonna. Son? I'm going to count in from saying thanks for debating with us. (laughs) I hate you. Um, Okay, we're going to do this. Saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, then you can come fight us by the swing sets, nerds.